Hello and welcome to the Aaliyah Yoga Podcast. Aaliyah here, your BFF, on the spiritual journey, walking alongside you as we all navigate the growth edges on the way. So today I am still in Mexico. I'm in Bacalar, this beautiful little town on a lagoon. Um, and it's just a really, really sweet place. I've had some time to rest and yeah, just kind of peel away from social media, um, like not responding to people. And it's felt really nice. And I'm starting to also kind of get ready to step back into life in California and working towards um, my goals and things and reconnecting with people. And as I'm starting to get back into that headspace of coming back home, I want to share a few things that have been really landing for me the past um, few weeks here in Mexico. Um, and these are lessons that I feel come and go, um, depending on where I am in life. Um, but yeah, they're just landing a bit more deeply this time. So two things that I've really been reflecting on are breaking down the energetics of evolution within your relationships. So breaking any programmed patterning and this idea of staying in your center. So with the first thing, breaking down the energetics of evolution within our relationships. So in any relationship, we come to the table um, with emotional baggage and it's inevitable that we will uh, project onto the people that we're around. And maybe it's not immediate. Maybe it happens after being with them uh, for a certain amount of time. You know, it definitely happens with roommates, lovers, um, people that are close to us and know us intimately. And so, you know, knowing that this projection will happen, it's kind of like where what you can talk about it all you want, but really it's in the moments where it's happening that we really have a choice to to do something different. Um, my roommate, Cole, she is fantastic. She is a ray of sunshine. I'm so lucky to know her and so lucky to grow with her and so lucky to have a roommate that is dedicated to self-growth, um, you know, self-reflection and just embodying her highest self. And so us both being in that space has given us tremendous room to be able to communicate about things that are, you know, really not that fun to communicate about, um, just to ensure that we're both on the same page, we're both feeling heard, and ultimately the level of deep communication that has been fostered has just created this like level of trust and intimacy that you really can't get to without being able to talk about uncomfortable things. Um, and she has a wonderful newsletter, love letter that she puts out every Sunday. I will link it below because it is just the sweetest thing to get in your inbox. Everyone should sign up for it. It's free, but it's just like the sweetest mixture of like art affirmations, um, 
and just reflections of what she's going through in life. And it's been so beautiful to see her unfold into this way of expressing. It's totally inspiring. Um, and yeah, I just love her. So anyways, this Sunday she, she posted a love letter that said, um, you know, 26 things that she's learned from being 26. So also birthday shout out. Happy birthday, Coley. I love you so much. I'm so excited to celebrate with you soon. And anyways, one of the things that she put on the 26 things was that, um, relationships take work and they're rarely going to be 50, 50. And this is something that I've experienced in the context with Cole, Cole experienced in the context with me where, it, it, it's not 50-50. One of us is off traveling and the other's at home, you know, making the nest, creating the safety of the home, like keeping it clean, keeping all the things running, taking care of the cat. And, and we just find ourselves kind of like in this dance of like navigating the different seasons of our life where one of us is off um, adventuring and the other one is tending to the nest and then vice versa. The other one goes off traveling and the other one tending to the nest and being able to be on both sides of that equation has given me so much insight and perspective and appreciation and admiration um, for the relationship that that I have with her because it is so supportive in a way of not expecting 50, 50 and meeting each other where we're, where we're at while also just with the intention of being communicative, being supportive. So this brings me to the idea of evolution within your relationship. So how do you create the room in the relationship for both people to keep evolving into versions of self that are just like higher, more embodied, um, more fulfilled, more beautiful? Like how do you just leave room for that? Um, I've experienced in relationship dynamics where one person changes and then, you know, the other person has, is kind of like, oh, well, you know, that's, that's not you, or, you know, it's kind of thrown off by this different way of expressing. Um, and that doesn't give the other person permission to evolve within the relationship. So when, when you create room for a person's evolution, you're dedicated to meeting the new version of self that this person is every single day, every single week, every single year, and you're not expecting them to stay the same. And you're also rooting for their growth. You're rooting for them to soar and to accomplish these beautiful and amazing things. And so that's kind of like a broad stroke of like, uh, an experience that I've had with it of like, you know, living with someone and experiencing different seasons of life, allowing for their evolution on a more micro level. When we think about the ways that we're showing up in relationships, we're going to be projecting emotional baggage onto the people that are closest to us. It's just the way that humans work. It's not unique to you. It's not unique to me. So we don't have to feel bad about it. We can just see it and choose a different way of being and existing with that. So on the micro level, say you are, um, experiencing an emotion and that emotion is tied to some patterned 
reaction. So say you're feeling unsafe in your body and the patterned reaction is to shut down. The shutting down might put out an energy to people around you of like, don't talk to me, don't look at me, like get out of my space. Like you might be like accidentally expelling all this negative energy where it's coming from a place of unsafety in your body and what you're really what would really behoove you would be to open up into vulnerability and allow the people around you to support you. So how do you move from this place of like unsafety in the body, patterned reaction of closing to opening vulnerability and support? Well, I believe it takes two parts. The first part is realizing that that is what you are are doing. And then the second part is other person in the relationship has to give you room to like give you permission, give you room, give you space to choose something different. So as much as you within your body need to say, okay, I'm feeling unsafe and instead of closing, I'm going to open. The other person has to be able to invite you to, to open as well. And so in relationships with people, I notice in myself, like if, if someone else is feeling something, my go-to instinct is like, oh, I must've done something wrong, you know, take it personally or, you know, get nervous, um, and try to, you know, inquire about what's going on where in the past, I feel that, that, that type of patterning is not totally conducive to allowing the person to just flow into openness. So what I've experienced is that in, when I'm in a space of this is not about me, this is not personal, this is just an emotional experience that someone is experiencing. And what I can do is just stay centered in myself regulate myself and not treat them any different because if someone is in a lower place and then you kind of are like, Oh, you know, they're bringing negativity into my space. It's you're taking it personal and it's not personal. So that is a very (laughs) tricky thing to navigate on the spot. Um, but my greatest tools for that are just remembering that nothing is personal and create and operating in the level of frequency that you're inviting the person to meet you in. So yeah, say somebody is, you know, having a mood, going through something, shutting down, whatever it is, stay in your highest alignment and give them room to meet you there. There's no need to think that it's your fault. There's no need to try to understand immediately the other person's emotion or try to fix it. Just stay at a frequency that is love and know that they will meet you there when they're ready. So that has been probably one of the more impactful lessons that I have started to really integrate into my relationships. I grew up in a home where I was told that my emotions were my fault or other people's emotions were my fault. Um, And so 
it makes sense that now navigating adult relationships, I have an instinct, a first instinct to believe that if somebody is in a state other than basically joyous, which is like not a constant state for anyone, um, that it's my fault. And so, yeah, what it takes for me to move out of that is to first see and recognize that I have a an instinct or a gut reaction to take something personally, to actively decide to not take it personally, and then from a space of love, operate in the frequency that I would like to extend an invitation for this person to meet me at when they're ready. You know, we're all human. We all need time to unpack things. And when there is that space to be able to navigate it and and meet someone in the highest frequency, that's that's a really, really beautiful way to show someone that you love them and and that you care about them. And it's it's nothing is personal. <laughs> Everybody is is living their lives just thinking about themselves. You know, we're all so self-conscious when we walk into a room. It's like, you know, we might be thinking like, oh, what do these people think about me? It's like, nobody's thinking about you. Everybody's thinking about themselves. We are extremely egocentric as humans and we get to choose the narrative and then notice the narratives that come up so that we're able to operate in a way that gives space for our relationships to evolve. So the way that you treat someone is a direct example of how you'd like to be treated. Just like the way you treat yourself is a direct example of how you'd like to be treated. So when in relationships we can actively choose to be giving this space uh, for evolution, it's like this really, really powerful permission slip to just break whatever projection patterning that you as an individual are working with and on a macro level, we all are working with projections. We all are working with emotional baggage. We all are working with patterning. So we all get to hold each other's hands and walk each other home and create the safety that is required for evolution, growth, love, abundance, and joy. So that has been one of uh, the biggest takeaways of of my journey here in Mexico so far is the evolution of, of relationships. And on, on a macro level, I really do send all of my love to Cole, my roommate, who is so supportive, so kind, and constantly gives me the space to evolve and grow. And I'm just so in awe of her light. And then on a micro level on this trip, um, with Kat, she is just such a beautiful, beautiful person. And being in her, in her space and her proximity in her day-to-day life is just so expansive. And so sending love to both of you, Kat and Cole. Another lesson that has been dropping in for me since the retreat in Tulum and traveling through Mexico has been this idea of staying in my center. So I am a person that wants to love. I want to give my emotional support. I want to give um, like acts of service. I want to make sure that everyone around me is okay. And staying in my center is something that I'm learning and working on. 
Um, again, I think this comes from like a patterned, uh, childhood thing where I was made responsible for a lot of other people's emotions. And so what that, what the emotional baggage or uh, projection comes out as from that is a lot like, um, emotional monitoring. Like I want to make sure everyone around me is okay, but to the point where if I'm not conscious of it, I'm focusing too much on things that are outside of me. So in the context of just being in the space of retreat with a lot of women, um, who are so beautiful, I felt myself just pouring love and admiration out to them and like wanting to support them. And when it came to the end of the retreat, I was like, whoa, I really could use that same energy that I'm putting out. Like I really need to put it into myself. Um, and I noticed this even subtly when I'm looking at someone, when I'm looking at someone, the energetics, I will just pour my love out to them, pour my admiration out to them. And I'm starting to navigate a subtle, um, a subtle shift where it's like, I'm looking at someone with love, but the love that I'm looking at with it, looking at them with is sourced from a love that I'm first looking at myself with. So trying not to pour everything out of me, kind of like the idea of, um, filling my cup first. And this is another idea that was sparked by reading Cole's Sunday love letters. So I will link it down in, in the show notes and you should definitely, uh, subscribe for free because they're just the sweetest things ever. They're so sweet. (laughs) So yeah, this idea of, um, filling your cup first and noticing how much energy spills out of you when you're interacting with people. It's so interesting to notice because when we see someone that we love, when we see someone that we admire, when we see someone that we want to support, generally we're operating in the same ways that we saw a parent figure operate. Um, And most of us don't grow up thinking, I want to be just like my parents. You know, obviously our parents are great people, um, they're humans, they make mistakes, they're doing the best they can, they love us, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, we all, we all have room to grow and learn from, from our parents and to use the data collected in the experience of observing them to then decide how we want to interact with the world. But that takes a level of consciousness that operates in these micro moments of like, what are the energetics of interacting with people? What are the energetics when I look at someone who I love or admire? How much energy am I pushing out of my body? And how much energy can I keep in my body while also sending that love out? For me, I saw my mom pour herself all the way out to the people that she loved and, you know, completely self-sacrifice, selfless, um, you know, extend everything that she had out to, to my brother and I. And I think it is such a beautiful and powerful thing, but I don't find it to be a sustainable source of, um, staying in my center for me. So noticing when I'm wanting to pour myself all the way out, um, 
to lift up the people around me or to look at with love the people around me. Um, and knowing that the same effect, that same level of love, same level of support is still available to the people around me when I'm first pouring into myself. So two things that I've really been exploring and having a lot of downloads about the past few days in Mexico as I'm just reflecting on the retreat and my experience traveling is, um, yeah, the energetics of evolution within your relationships and staying in your center. So just think about, just ask yourself in, in micro moments in your interactions with people, how can I create more space for this person's highest self? to come in? How can I create more space in this relationship for my highest self to remain at the frequency of an invitation to the other person? Kind of like this energetic of holding each other's hands and like walking into sunset or like leapfrogging, like, okay, you're here. I'm here. Meet me here. I'll be waiting. Like take your time. I honor your journey. And also like, I love you and I will meet you where, where we can both grow. And I think that's such a beautiful, beautiful expression of love. And then staying in your center, coming back to this unmovable, unshakable self-love where before you look at others with admiration and love, remember that the source of that comes from looking at yourself with that. I always say that Beauty lies in the energy behind your eyes, in the way that you look at yourself, in the way that you look at others. And yeah, let the way that you look at yourself be so sweet. Let the way that you look at yourself have the energy of knowing that you are a light, knowing that you are so beautiful and that the exterior, the physical is just an add-on. We all are inherently worthy and deserving of feeling special, unique, wonderful, admired, deserve, uh, desired, all of these things. And let yourself be the first source of that. And then from this energy that you're pouring into yourself, you'll attract that also into your space. From my heart to yours, I am sending you so much love. I, I have a very heavy heart about all of the um, events happening in the Middle East. I know it's a very complicated situation, and my heart goes out to the civilians that are in crossfire of political agendas here. So sending all of my love, I'm praying for peace, peace for all people, and shedding all the layers outside of us that are removed from this unmovable, unshakable center. So if you listen to this, please share it with your friends. And I will be putting the show notes to link to Cole's Substack love letters that you can subscribe to for free. They're absolutely epic. They make my week, honestly. They're so wonderful. And I want to also say that it is time to start thinking about the Guatemala retreat in March. It's time to start signing up. It's time to start um, setting up a payment plan. Whatever it is, whatever you need to do to get there, you are not going to want to miss this. We have the price for under $2,000, which is a really good deal. We're staying on Lake Atitlan, 
in Guatemala at the Yoga Forest. It's a yoga facility overlooking Lake Atitlan with a yoga shala. We have included a temezcal ceremony, a hike, a sound healing, cacao ceremony. We have all of these magical things. And I will continue to share about the impact of the retreat in Tulum because it was just an absolutely beautiful space for healing. And I can genuinely say that these containers will change your life and help you transform and transcend and ascend into the beautiful person that you are becoming and just give you this container to really solidify all of these lessons that are coming in while at the same time giving you space to feel nurtured, cared for, loved, supported, and admired. So if you're interested in the Guatemala retreat, let's talk about it. I know there are several people interested, so I wouldn't wait. If you're if you're thinking about coming, reserve your spot. And yeah, I'm super excited about it. I'm super excited about it. Okay, I'm going to sign off, sending all of my love, and I hope you have a great, 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 great rest of your day, and I hope that this podcast leaves you feeling light and remembering that you are a light. Okay, bye for now.